I'm Mario Munoz reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service. Recently, during a Zoom online session, Sister Norma Pimentel, Catholic Charities of the Rio Grande Valley, invited representatives from the faith communities of Hidalgo County to report on the availability of important food resources for Rio Grande Valley residents. Border Area Missions Coordinator, United Methodist Church of the Valley, Susan Helms, opened with a prayer. Our most gracious God. Thank you for this past Easter weekend. Thank you for this pa- this Easter season. Thank you for your son that you gave for us. Thank you for this group of people that gather weekly to discuss what we might do to help our fellow man in the valley and see what else we might do. Please be with us as we visit together and in our steps we take in your name. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Great. So, um, can we, so we'll start by um, what we are doing is uh, reporting back and making sure we share what we're doing in our churches and uh, anything new that's coming up. And um, of course, then we can let Jaime. Uh, Jaime, would you like to start and share what we're doing? Okay. I'm Jaime Longoria. I'm the executive director of the Hidalgo County Community Service Agency, one of a thousand agencies nationwide. If you don't know who your community action agency is in your county, that's the best kept secret in the country, to be honest with you, because they have very flexible dollars and they can do an awful lot of things with, uh, with their money. Thanks for the invitation. You know, I'll say right off the bat, you know, thank you to all of the churches and all of the, the faith groups that are helping to support uh, all of our efforts. Uh, you know, I think it, it uh, it's paying off in this in this region because uh, because of the efforts of all the volunteers and and all the work that you all are doing. So thank you so much for, on behalf of the county. I'll tell you, the county government. Uh, I've, I've let people know we purchased. Uh, Acquired, shouldn't say purchased. We acquired uh, about eight thousand bags of, uh, of food from the food bank, uh, and uh, those we, we bought them in increments of four thousand. Those uh, those eight thousand bags have, have since been delivered, and we're working on just the final bits of those eight thousand. It sounds like we could be acquiring another round of four thousand bags from the food bank. Uh, we were slowing down a little bit simply because uh, the lack of, of labor available to the food bank. They were concerned about the volunteer pool. They were only accepting, they being the food bank, they were only accepting volunteers from the county, uh, county employees, uh, to, to put the bags together. So we slowed down a little bit. Uh, however, since then, uh, you all have read the National Guard has come in to the food bank and is helping to, to put... Uh, to, to first of all distribute the food, and secondly, they're also uh, helping to, to, to bag the food for us. So that's that's a good thing. Going forward, we anticipate another round of deliveries. The first round of deliveries, of course, was it was a real simple list. We just uh, took everybody that was on the tax roll that was listed as elderly or disabled, and and we distributed to those uh, 3,400 families. The rest of those, of the, about the 5,000 family balance, we uh, we let the precincts uh, uh, deliver those based on phone calls that they were receiving. And, uh, and there's, my understanding, a very short waiting list of families that are still needing, uh, that are still needing food delivery. 
the other thing that we're doing is from the standpoint of, of uh, the county is the judges asked me to, to kind of put an ear out to the community and find out what the schools are doing. And, and we worked with Region 1 to ensure that the school uh, meal delivery was going to be moving forward. And we tried to remove some barriers. We tried to remove barriers also with uh, the area agency on aging and tried to help uh, Amigos del Valle receive uh, more flexible funding. Um, I'm proud to say that we had a, a small little part in that in, in helping to move the administration uh, towards making their dollars a little bit more flexible. Uh, the, the last thing I'll tell you is, is kind of a bird's eye view from, from my agency, the Community Service Agency. Uh, the CARES Act and, and the COVID money that you've heard an awful lot about uh, seems to be about at least two weeks away for Texas, is what I understand, for our, our pots of money. Uh, nationwide organizations like ours received about a billion dollars in, in stimulus money. Uh, and it's, it's, it's part of that's going to go, actually all of that's going to go to families uh, to help uh, help them recover from the effects of, of COVID, uh, whether it's paying rent, whether it's paying, uh, paying for groceries or paying utilities, all kinds of things. Uh, so I'm looking forward to, to working with our partners to help us uh, allocate those resources. On the other hand, uh, our utility assistance fund, which is uh, specifically for uh, natural gas and electric, uh, about 90% electric, about 10% of that is natural gas. Uh, sounds like we came, came away with about 900 million um, that'll be available to us nationwide. So uh, our agency looks to receive about a about a $1.7 million increase in in the first pot of money, the one I told you all about, that would go for rent and and water and uh, cable and uh, those kinds of those kinds of expenses, and we look to receive about uh, maybe about about three million extra for utility assistance. So uh, altogether, you know, our agency is going uh, to about double in size, you know, in a lot of ways in terms of uh, allocation. So that's good news. Uh, the bad news is uh, we got a lot of work ahead of us. So that's 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 a good thing. So uh, that's kind of the report, and you know, I'll entertain any questions that that y'all might have. Thank you, Jaime. Wonderful. It's good to know that. Uh, Jaime, just so you know, one of the things that we have been doing in our meetings, weekly meetings, is uh, sharing what every single uh, church is doing and that is joining us. And so that we can identify the location and the dates that they're distributing food to the community. And also, we've also started to ask about uh, families may need uh, someone they can call to in case they're, they're feeling depressed or they have been affected by the coronavirus uh, uh, trauma. And, and so we're trying to put it together a list of counselors and agencies that are available to for people to call and we can post that list uh, on social media so we can be available. And, and the same thing goes with the list of different uh, churches being offering uh, food pantry to the community and in a smaller scale, but still at different points of the whole county. Okay. Uh, would anybody else would like to continue uh, giving a report as to what you're doing and uh, any future plans that you have? This is Paula Rivera, uh, Lester News District Manager with Methodist Healthcare Ministries, and I just wanted to provide an update. I had shared um, our community counselor's information 
um, which is still important, right? But for this temporary process, I was given the or time where they're having to work from home and only do consults um, via phone. They provided me an update that they're currently um, only seeing patients with a, a paper sign consent, so it's mostly on their caseload. That's not to say that they cannot refer to another counseling uh, service agency. Um, so they're still a good resource, but they may not be able to directly assist at this time. Um, however, it's still a good resource to have because once you know we can go, we get back to our offices, um, they'll be able to to take in patients, and and, um, and we know that you know there's going to be a long term recovery phase, you know, for for people, and, and mental health is going to be um, absolutely crucial to address. Now they did provide a mental health support line that is 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So I can forward that to you, uh, Sister Norma, and also Susan, so that can be shared as a resource. It's um, it's a toll-free number that anyone can call and receive as mental health services. Yes, thank you so much. Uh, who else would like to uh, give a report? Um, I can give a, a quick report. This is Rebecca Stalker from Hope Family Health Center in McAllen. Um, hi, Becky. Hi. Hi. Um, we are... Um, we are still seeing patients, our medical patients. Uh, we just had our residents come back to us. They took some time off because UTRGB had them uh, stay at home for a week. And we are uh, seeing patients medically uh, through telemedicine and doing some screenings beforehand to really make sure those who are most vulnerable uh, can be seen via telephone or via Zoom if we can do telemedicine wise, um, just for their safety. Uh, we are starting to schedule some sick patients in the afternoon because we do have just normal sick patients with ear infections and all those kind of things. Um, that doesn't ever stop. We have tested a few people for, for COVID-19. Um, we are waiting for some antibodies tests. We'll, we'll tell if you have had it. Our counselors are still seeing people. They're seeing them mostly telephone and via Zoom. They're doing some group therapy sessions via Zoom as well. Um, they are taking new patients but and doing documentation over the phone with them, um, but uh, it, it's at a patient's comfort level because it's going to be telemedicine and Zoom for the time being. There's no face-to-face -face until we all go back to the office. We do have our peer support in our warm lines that are still open. Um, we extended the hours, and we're having a lot of people call in, which is good. If we are unavailable, then, then we make sure that they also have the other number that Perla was saying. But our warm line, I can send you all the, the phone number via email. Um, but our warm line is open Monday through Saturday from noon until 10 p.m. We were doing a partnership with the food bank of the RGV for some of our patients to give them boxes of vegetables. And we've had to stop that since we weren't in, since we're not working there at the clinic. We have a very skeleton crew right now. So I'm trying to find as many resources as I can for those patients who, we've, uh, who we were distributing foods to. Thank you, Becky. Uh, very good. Who else would like to continue? Pastor Bill Duke at Mission First United Methodist Church. We're continuing our food distributions uh, this coming Thursday, April 16th. is the third Thursday, so it's one of our normal scheduled food distributions. Uh, we did it also on April the 2nd, again modified with uh, reduced volunteers, actually about five volunteers. And we were all gloved up, masked up, 
the food distribution was all pre-sacked and the groceries were handed to the clients as they basically stayed in their cars and we distributed curbside uh, from our food pantry at the back loading dock of our church. Uh, I do have to say this this Thursday, it looks like I may only have canned goods to give out. Uh, things are getting a little slim pickings uh, at the Rio Grande Food Bank. So we did about 110 people on April 2nd, and I'm assuming we'll do about the same again this coming Thursday. Thank you, Bill. Good. This is Susan Hillams. This is First United Methodist Church in McAllen. And we will, at our church, be doing the food uh, food pantry, regular food pantry hours on this coming Monday. Uh, we're preparing bags as well. We're gonna we're gonna prepare ninety six because most of the stuff comes in twelve. But we are distributing emergency bags to people who come up uh, to, the, to call the church and ask for food on an emergency basis at the church. I hope everyone received uh, the list of Catholic parishes that were distributing food uh, that I received. And I think Michelle sent out another one today or yesterday. And then also a list uh, from the Wesley nurses, of Wesley nurses available in the Methodist churches and where they are and what their phone numbers are. And also uh, the Wesley um the Methodist Healthcare Ministry uh, counselors that were available in their phone numbers. So I just wanted to make sure I did send that out to our mailing list. I do not have some of you on my mailing list. So if you're on this call and you did not receive a notice of this, if you will email me your uh, email addresses so that I can continue to uh, and, and add you to our mailing list, I would appreciate that. Sister Norma, I will prepare a list of uh, United Methodist churches in Hidalgo County that are doing food distribution and when they are. When they are. Catholic Church is going to be distributing food uh, on the 15th here at San Juan. Uh, we'll have a drive through and so we will be opening it up whoever drives by, and, and we're going to send out a, a post uh, to let people know. So if you know anyone that you might want to refer to us, that would be good. I also want to tell you that I was notified that on Sunday, the food bank was going to be distributing food to plate. Different restaurants from the United, from McAllen and the area are joining force and giving food out to almost a thousand people, I think. And so um, just so you know, if you have anyone that you want to refer to, it's drive by. And uh, I was notified that this is going to happen. Uh, it's a joint effort from different restaurants in McAllen. On Sunday, you said, Sister Norma? Yes, that's on Sunday. I will give you the details and forward it to Susan so she can send to everybody else, okay? To have the time and everything. But it will be Sunday. Sister Norma, uh, I think, I think the walk-ons in Edinburgh is, is doing something similar to that. On Sundays also? I believe so. It, it's going to be a thousand meals. It, it, okay, uh, is, is, maybe they're doing the same is this Jaime? Yes, it is. That's right. I can get okay. you that information as well. Yeah, it could be the same group, okay? And I will say that uh, I was over um, doing some work at our ministry center, which is next door to Baptist Temple, and um, they were distributing food. Uh, they told me they distributed food. I think they said lunch and dinner. 
to children, to anyone with children in their car, Monday through Friday, I believe they said. And they also said that the Baptist, uh, I stopped over there to visit with one of the pastors. I don't know if anybody online on this call is, goes to Baptist Temple. They may know about uh, what better than I do, but because I just kind of went over and visited with him for a minute. And then, uh, then also he said that the Baptist Student Fellowship over at the um, university was distributing food to uh, over 18. So the one that's uh, happening at Baptist, uh, at Baptist Temple, he said they were receiving their food from Luby's. So I just thought that was, that was good for us to know that they were distributing food to children. Yes, it is. Very good. Uh, excellent. I just pulled up the article um, in the monitor. It's Walk-Ons is doing it on Saturday. Okay, Saturday so it's from a different... From 2 to, 2 to 5 p.m. And where is this? Friend, this is Jaime Longoria. Walk-Ons. Walk-Ons is a restaurant off of Trenton and Business 281. It's okay. right near the hospital in Edinburgh. Okay. And it's 2 to 5. And uh, they're doing, uh, they expect to deliver a thousand meals. They're calling it furlough uh, kitchen. So uh, it's going to benefit furloughed uh, employees with meals and support. So uh, anybody driving through or is just, uh, they're going to be controlling who's going to come through there? It, it just says that they will feed furloughed workers on a, a free meal regardless of their former job. That's what it says. Okay, very good. Thank you, Jaime. This is Elaine Hernandez. Sorry, I was trying to get through on my phone and it wasn't working, but I wanted to update you uh, with the Emergency Meals to You program with USDA. Mission CISD has been approved and starting this week, 12,000 children, I believe, are getting um, 10 meals every two weeks delivered to their home with UPS. So, uh, but in this region, I believe only two other school districts might be approved for this program. I haven't got the final details yet, but we're hoping that both FARS, uh, PSJA plus La Jolla, um, who they did apply for the program, that they will be approved. And that, that will give us maybe 70, 80,000 children getting meals delivered to their homes. That's excellent. Very good. Could you repeat your name, please, ma'am? Yes. Elaine Hernandez. I'm with the Baylor Collaborative on Hunger and Poverty. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, and the other request I have, we just got notice from uh, South Texas College's uh, pantry saying they're, they there's a need for the college student also to be able to access food. I'm not sure if they just don't have enough food over uh, at South Texas College, but the culinary arts professor uh, chairperson is, is sending out this request to see if there are any churches that would like to partner with South Texas College to assist the students that are enrolled. Can you forward uh, their contact information, Elaine? Yes, thank you. Very good, thank you, Elaine. Uh, anybody else would like to continue? Okay, so I think we've gone over everybody. Uh, Susan, you're the one that's collecting the, the, the list of everybody, what they're doing, so we can send it out to, to especially to Jaime. Uh, we wanted you to have it, Jaime, so you can also make it available, okay? Absolutely. I'll make it available to those partners that, uh, that we meet with on, uh, on Mondays.
That's right. Uh, sounds good. So, uh, so what I'd like to ask uh, if y'all could do is, uh, I don't know if there are people that do not have my email address, but uh, uh, you can call me if you do not. My cell phone is 956-648-8500. If you do not have my email address and what I would like to ask if because uh, there's quite a few of you on the line and we're talking kind of fast and uh, if you could just email me uh, a little report of what you just said uh, if you have something you want distributed mm -hmm. for everybody uh, that would be wonderful and then I will uh, prepare a little short menu uh, or minutes and send it to a menu for food, you understand? <laughs> Very good. Very good, send it out to you guys, okay? Sounds good, Susan. Very good. Great. And also, uh, just to follow up on with all of us as far as the counseling, we did talk about it last time, uh, making sure we made a list together of the possible places that people can call for counseling. I know that some of you mentioned it right now in the meeting. Uh, Susan, will you put that list together or do you need us to do that? Well, I put, I sent out the Wesley, uh, well, the Methodist Healthcare Ministry counselors, and I believe Michelle had uh, something about counselors there at uh, Catholic Charities. Uh, so if, and I heard uh, Becky, I, I heard you mention y'all have counselors available too. If y'all could just send that information to me. And I'll see if we can get it all consolidated in one place. Thank you, Susan. That's great. Very good. Uh, if there's nothing else to discuss or to share, uh, I think that's it then for today. Uh, we'll go ahead and meet again next week at the same time. Is that everything okay? And I will forward information. Any of us that have any information, we can forward it to Susan and she makes it available to all of us. I will let you know about Sunday's event at the at the food bank to, so you can get the dates, the exact hours, okay? And uh, thank you very much, everybody. Thank and uh, keep safe. Yes, thank, thank you, you all. for all your good work. God bless. Yes. The Faith Communities of Hidalgo County will provide an update next week. Stay informed with the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service.